Welcome to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Louetta Roshke, your host, and I've got Dawn Kennedy with me today in the studio. Hey, Dawn. Hi, good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> uh, did you know that today, as of the date of this recording, is Yom Kippur? I did happen to know that. Yes, it's the Day of Atonement. <laughs> and there's some really wonderful, cool um, uh, teaching in the Day of Yom Kippur and what it means and uh, and so we're going to uh, delve into that today. Okay. I hope everybody's got their Bible and got your notebook. And let's turn to Leviticus chapter 23. Uh, excuse, yeah, 23 verse 26. And then I'm going to do just read you a few things and we're going to talk about it. And uh, uh, even though we're in the Old Testament, it is a word for you today. It still speaks to you today, right? So Leviticus 23 verse 26. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying... Also, the tenth day of this season, the, excuse me, also the tenth day of this seventh month shall be the day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you. You shall afflict yourselves and offer an offering made by fire to the Lord, and you shall do no work on that same day, for it is the day of atonement, to make atonement for you before the Lord your God. For any person who is not afflicted in soul on the same day shall be cut off from his people. And any person who does any work on that same day, that person I will destroy from among his people. You shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations, <coughs> excuse me, in all your dwellings. It shall be to you a Sabbath of solemn rest, and you shall afflict your souls on the ninth day of the month at evening. From evening to evening, you shall celebrate your Sabbath. Okay, so let me just read you a couple of things. Um, the Day of Atonement, or Yom Kippur, as, it, we, as it's called in Hebrew, is a day dedicated to covering national sins. And there's so much to learn about God and His desire to put things right for His people in Yom Kippur. It's a time of year when many Jewish people will take a moment to take stock of their lives and think about sin and forgiveness. It's a great time to pray that God will enter the thoughts and lead more of our people into true atonement through the Messiah Yeshua, that was from one for Israel. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking about, it's an Isra uh, a, Jewish, uh, a Jewish holiday, but we're engrafted into the vine. Thank you, Jesus. So we, we are part of Israel now mm -hmm. uh, because of the blood of Jesus. If you accepted Christ, then you are part of Israel. Mm -hmm. And so this is awesome uh, that we get to be a part, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So let's think about this too. There are many ways in which the biblical ordinance of Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, foreshadows the greatest atonement of all, the sacrifice of the Messiah himself. Thank I you, mean, Jesus, thank for you, atoning God. me, yes. my sins. Thank you, yes. God. Yes, yes, yes. That makes me cry still this day. I know, I know. <laughs> He's been so good to us. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, the Day of Atonement is all about God wanting to be with us. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not a bunch of, just a bunch of rules and sacrifices, which we're not under the Old Covenant anymore. But there's a principle behind it, and we're going to bring it into the New Testament in a little bit and read it. But it's about Him not wanting the sin to separate us right. from him. He's removing the distance. He re he's removing the root cause, which is the sin, and that which removes the distance between us and the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so how beautiful is that? It's the most beautiful thing we could ever right. imagine. There's nothing more right. precious than that. It's awesome. So I want us to understand it a little bit more today. So you guys hang with me, okay? 
there was a lot of sacrifice, as you know, in the Old Testament, a lot of blood sacrifice. And it may be kind of confusing. Why on earth did he do that? Uh, especially, you know, this day of time, we're wondering about that. But when we look carefully at the detailed instructions and what is behind them, it can be overwhelming to see the beauty and depth of God's wisdom and prophetic plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is God's wisdom and, and it's what he's doing for us. He's, he's closing the gap between us, mm-hmm. the distance. He's coming to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what they celebrated on the Day of Atonement, which is Yom Kippur. Uh, first of all, it is important to note that the special day in which God would unilaterally wipe the slate clean for the whole people of Israel was God's idea. It was God's idea to just yeah. wipe the slate clean. Thank you, God. Because, you know, during the year, uh, the people, there there had to be um, sacrifices done, animals sacrificed, blood shed mm-hmm. for the sins of the people, the sins of the individuals, and it was done by the Le- Levitical priesthood. Mm-hmm. And But one day a year, the high priest would enter into the Holy of Holies, he'd take the blood and sprinkle it, and it was wiping the slate clean. For, for the whole for nation. For the whole nation, yeah. How cool is that? It was God's initiative. Mm-hmm. It was it was God's love for us. It was not humans coming to him saying, I feel bad for all the sin we're doing, and I'm concerned that there are also things I'm not aware of that might be separating us. So please, can we arrange some sort of amnesty day each mm-hmm. year to get a fresh start? No, no. that's not what that was. <laughs> this was God's idea. It was God who was more upset about the distance between us than human beings have ever been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, today even yes, still. Yes, even today, that's right. He loves us more than we love him. Always has, always will. Yom Kippur is God's own device to restore the relationship between his holy self and his sinful people. He was not willing to do without us. Praise God. He did what it took. That's he right. was not willing to have us separated from him. So he provided a way that we could draw near, that we could become one with him uh, on, with through atonement. Mm. One of my favorite things to say when we're praying with people on the prayer line is that um, we come boldly as daughters or sons and daughters of the Most High God into yeah. the throne room. We get to come directly to him because of his path. Amen. Uh, that and still today right today <laughs> yeah. right he made a way for right. me <laughs> right. way back then praise god <laughs> hallelujah so uh in the same way it was god who took the initiative to send his son to die for us while we were still uh sinners god instituted a day when he could be reconciled with his people the day of yom kippur which ultimately points to the day of the cross mm-hmm. It points, it's symbolic of the cross of what Christ did for us. Now, think about this. Ordinarily, now this is really cool if you'll get it. Ordinarily, the priest, the high priest outfit was something of dazzling splendor. I mean, there are beautiful radiant stones. It's all this intricate uh, and beautiful uh, embroidery. I mean, like gold Mm -hmm. threads and, and all this very... Uh, regal, beautiful, expensive uh, cloth. So they went before him with the best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's normally what they did all through the year. Okay, Mm -hmm. Normally that was their clothes. Right. But this is what happened. Ordinarily, the high priest outfit was something of dazzling splendor. There were bright colors and a breastplate of precious stones. But on Yom Kippur, the high priest was required to take off these glorious robes Mm -hmm. in exchange for simple white 
linen garments in order to go into the holy of holies. Ramban, a Jewish sage, suggested it was reminiscent, reminiscent of a serving angel and that the purity of the simple white material symbolized the holiness of the day and that purity um, and it only his turban remained on him. So his turban he had on, but everything else was just white linen and it wasn't all this <clears throat> because they were going into the holiest holies uh, and it, they didn't they didn't have to be all embellished. It was God. It, they were going into his presence. And, and it, it, I, to me, it signified uh, that the simplicity of salvation. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not me. It's about you. It's right. <laughs> it right. was about the Lord. It not, was about the Lord mm -hmm, and him not coming about for us. the priest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To all intents and purposes, he looked just like any other priest. Okay, we're mm -hmm. talking about the high priest. Mm -hmm. They are the ones that wore all of this. I mean, the breastplate with the stones on it and, and that fancy turban and all that. This foreshadows Yeshua, our high, mm -hmm. great priest, putting aside his robes of heavenly splendor mm -hmm. and putting on human flesh Isn't to become one of us <laughs> and yet remaining holy. Mm -hmm. He put See, when Jesus came, because he loved you so much, he left the glory and the splendor of heaven. He left all... Um, where everything was absolutely, totally perfect, beautiful, glorious, brilliant, bright, shining, uh, just a splendid atmosphere. Completely provided for right. completely everything. I mean, climate, everything. Everything Food, was I mean, perfect. Yes, perfect. Perfect. Lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. And then, the can you imagine hearing all the angels sing and, and just all the, the saints and the, the river of life and, you know, the... Girl, the gate of pearl and uh, the gates of pearl and all those things just absolutely amazing. He left that, all that glory, he put it all off. Even though he was the son of the living God, the one and only son of the living God in whom the father took delight. He took it all off because he said, Dad, Father, Daddy, I'm going for our kids. I'm going to get Get your kids, mm -hmm. my brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get them. I'm going after them. Mm -hmm. I choose to say yes, to lay all this aside and enter as a little baby in a stable with animals. No big splendor, no big fanfare, uh, and to grow up Looking as just a carpenter's like everybody son. else. Everybody else, because mm -hmm. he could relate. We could relate to him. I could not relate if he just came on a, uh, you know being carried on a big royal cart and, and mm -hmm. set down on the throne. And, well, yeah, he's God, but where does that leave me? Right. <laughs> he didn't leave me right. undone. He didn't leave you undone. He, he literally set everything aside for me and you and all of our mess, mm -hmm. in all of our misgivings, in all of our failures, in all of our sin. He put it all away and he came while we were yet sinner. Christ loved us and gave himself for us. Hallelujah. He and, became human flesh. And now we get to come before him. We don't have to go before a priest or anybody else. We, and we don't have to remove all of our sin before we come to him. Well, we can't. We can't. We just come before him just as we are. And we ask the Father into our heart. And he cleanses and wipes our slate clean. Isn't it's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Only he could do that. Amen. It's only he. Only he. <laughs> and, but we're, as we're talking about Yom Kippur, it is 
um, symbolic of that, right, mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And it brings it on through to the New Testament. But let's continue a little bit more. Uh, the priest in the Old Testament was required to offer a sacrifice for his own sins. See, he was a sinner offering sacrifices, mm-hmm. right? And for the sins of his household. Before he was clean in God's sight, he had to offer so- sacrifices for the people. And if he didn't, he died, right? That right. Yeah. He would die he in to. God's presence. Yes. Period. Absolutely. And then, now this sounds really strange, but it is awesome. There were two goats chosen, one to be sacrificed for the sins of the nation, to cover the whole nation, and one to be released into the wilderness, never to be seen again. The priest had to lay his hands on its head, symbolically transferring the nation's sins to the goat before it disappeared forever. What a glorious picture of God taking away our sin as far as the east is from the west and remembering mm-hmm. it no more. So that, that scapegoat, they had to come in and, and lay, the priest had to lay the hands on the head to symbolically transfer the guilt and the sin of the nation. Mm-hmm. And then it was sent away. It was sent Poor away. Goat. There was a sacrifice. One goat was sacrificed to cover. The other one symbolized it being removed Remove from, from us. us. Mm-hmm. Now, in the Old Testament, the, it covered our sins, right? It covered our sins, but and and they were for the next year. But there still had to be, you know, sacrifices going on in between. If, if they messed right. up in between, right. Right. individuals, <laughs> right? Individuals for right. individuals, but. There wasn't the power to break the sin off of you like what Jesus did on the cross. It just, mm-hmm. oh, it just blesses me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk about that some more in a minute. But uh, we, we're just not, co- not only covered, it's the power of it. The sin principle is cut off from us. Mm-hmm. And he cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. No, no more to remember them. There's no need Thank to bring them up. Thank you, God. Only the enemy tries to yeah. keep bringing those oh, up. Yeah. He keeps the score, not not yeah. God. <laughs> exactly. And mm-hmm. and he the enemy delights in bringing condemnation mm-hmm. and shame. Mm-hmm. And the Lord delights in saying, "Hey, you're forgiven. Mm-hmm. Accept my sacrifice. Accept me as your savior." His answer is always love. Yes, yes. And love brought him to the cross mm-hmm. uh, to pay for the sin, so that you and I don't have to be separated by our sin. From the Father and the Son, and we don't have to Holy die Spirit. in front of Him. We don't die in front of Him because when once we've asked Jesus into our heart, we're already dead, right? We're already dead to sin and alive to Christ. Then, yeah, right. So, so we die off. Mm-hmm. Our old nature dies off mm-hmm. when we ask Jesus to be our Savior, mm-hmm. right? And we become alive to Him, right? We no longer have to live that right. way. Right. We no longer have to live under the power of sin. Yeah. Praise God, because <laughs> you know what? Sin brings destruction and death, mm-hmm. and who among us wants our child to experience that? We don't. No, no. And neither does the father. Neither does our father. So this, they put their hands on the goat, send him away. Additionally, on this, only on this day, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, which is today as the date of this recording, mm-hmm. the, um, September 19th. 19th. Only on this day of the year was the high priest allowed to enter the Holy of Holies. You know, there's the outer court, the inner court, mm-hmm. and the Holy of Holies, mm-hmm. where the Ark of the Covenant and, you know, mm-hmm. and all, all of that was. No one else was ever allowed to go in there. And the high priest himself was only permitted on this one day of the year, Yom Kippur. Kippur means covering or atonement. The top of the Ark of the Covenant, the lid or covering, is called the, I'm probably am not saying this right, 
uh, kaporet in Hebrew. And the high priest was required to sprinkle, listen, to sprinkle the blood of the sacrifice upon this cover, upon the ark, under the gaze of the two angels with wings touching that are on top of the ark. So the angels, it's symbolic of the angels watching it. These two angels remind us of who we were put who was put on guard to prevent Adam and Eve re-entering the Garden of Eden. Remember that? When sin came, okay, the enemy uh, seduced Adam to sin. He could have said no, but he didn't, right? Sin came into to, uh, humanity. And there had to, they had to be driven from the Garden. And so they would not live eternally in their sin. They had to be driven out, right? And there was two angels put in there so they couldn't go back in. And so the two angels, they remind us of that, that holiness, that, that, that place, that Garden of Eden. To me, that's what it speaks of, right? And so uh, these two angels remind us of the angels who were put on guard to prevent Adam and Eve re-entering the Garden of Eden. Now these angels see the blood oh, between God's holy law, which was kept inside the ark, remember? Mm-hmm. The tablets. Mm-hmm. And the people are made acceptable to God despite their sin. Though the law is there, they see the blood and the sin is covered and atoned for. So to be driven out of God's presence, we are allowed to come in if we are sprinkled, washed, cleansed by the blood of Christ. And so that that's amazing. I mean, just think about Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. Think about the symbols. Think of how beautiful God weaves this, this holy Bible that we have mm-hmm. and how it tells the whole story. It's a love story. And it's from and the, it, from over and to over kind of, I mean, right. it tells it over and over through yeah, different, different ways, different ways. It, yeah. it, it all points back to Christ because yes. he's the only way. And it's such a, and everything is done for a reason. Everything, nothing is accidental. Nothing is just thrown in as a last minute. Everything is specific, purposeful, intentional for you and, and I. Detailed. Detailed. Mm-hmm. Detailed. So praise God, our sin is removed, the scapegoat has to leave, and the sins for the nation are put on there. He has to go uh, as far as the east is from the west. And then the blood is sprinkled on the ark. It's sprinkled there on the covering of the atonement. Speaking of the covering, Mm -hmm. the blood is actually sprinkled on the covering, Mm -hmm. on the atonement. so, and I've heard people say atonement is broke. You could break it down to at one minute. I don't know how biblical that is, but I will say that God does us wants, wants us to be at one with him, be That's one right. with mm-hmm. him, you know? And That's so uh, we <laughs> are at it? one, not yeah. two, one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now these angels see the blood. Okay. The priest must enter with the incense before him as he approached the ark, representing what? The prayers of God's holy ones. Did you know our prayers rise as incense is what the word says? Thank you, Jesus. But what is remarkable is the way in which the rabbis insist that the blood must be sprinkled upon it. Now, I thought this was so cool. Unlike any other sacrifice which requires the sprinkling of blood, on this most holy day of the year, on the one chance to enter the Holy of Holies before God, the rabbis agreed that the priest motions should be kesmazlif. Now, I'm probably not saying that right, but it means or as if they were whipping someone Mm -hmm. what did they do to jesus they whipped him Mm -hmm. here is how it is written in the mishnah he would take the blood from him who was stirring it 
and enter again into the place where he had entered and stand again on the place on which he had stood and sprinkled thereof once upwards and seven times downwards, aiming to sprinkle neither upwards nor downwards, but kemazlif, making the movement of swinging a whip. And thus one would, thus would he count one, one in one, one in two, one in three, one in four, one in five, one in six, and one in seven. Then he would go out and put it on the golden stand in the sanctuary. So that's what he did with mm. the blood. The, the rabbis repeat this in the Babylonian Talmud. We have, have we not learned? He sprinkled thereof once upwards and seven times downwards. That was done kezma lifts, that like the movement of swinging whip. What does that word mean? It means uh, it is showed by imitating the movements of a lasher. Jesus had 39 lashes, lashes stripes. I mean, how succinct, how specific, how totally planned out for our redemption was all of this. Yeah, and you think about the people that were writing the word. They wrote them all, the word all at different times, mm-hmm. you know, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and at different time, different not just different times of their lives, but different times of, mm-hmm. you know, through a, through a period of time. They weren't all in the same place. They were in different places, and all of that comes together, and it all is so intricately still put back right. to the same thing. They Perfectly couldn't have, harmonious. They couldn't have planned that. Because right. there wasn't cell phones and media and different mm-hmm. easy ways to and they get were a, yeah th- hundreds of years apart right so that's what I'm saying different uh, over a lifespan you know huge lifespans and then it all still mm-hmm. comes together perfectly yeah. just like that yeah because God is so intentional and detailed and all of it agrees all of the word agrees with the word mm-hmm. the whole of the word agrees mm-hmm. with every scripture of the word mm-hmm. you just have to study it out. So Rashi, the famous rabbinic commentator from the Middle Ages, admits he doesn't understand what it really means, while Rabbi Ovidia Bartanura suggests that it should be a motion as if whipping someone from across their shoulders downwards. And some have even suggested that originally it was the word ki matzliv, like a cross. Hmm. But that obvious implication, but that the obvious implications of this were too much for the Jewish sages, and it was changed to K. Motzliff, because they couldn't, they, you know, then that would be saying that Jesus was the Messiah who died on the cross. Whether it was originally as a cross or not, this is a truly peculiar phenomenon. To meet God only once a year in this intimate way and then fling the blood as if repeatedly whipping him? But even this rabbinic mandate serves to reinforce the picture of God himself paying the price for our sins, being whipped and suffering at the hands of humanity. Praise God. So now we're going to talk about reset uh, back to how it should be. Okay? I don't know about you, but I find this fascinating. I do too. I think I'm going to see if I can finish so this one part yeah. uh, before the break. Reset back to how it should be. Throughout the year, the tabernacle absorbed all the sins of the people. Mm-hmm. And sacrifice after sacrifice. And who's our tabernacle? Huh? That's right. <laughs> God is <Amen>. our tabernacle. <laughs> day after day. But Yom Kippur is like a pushing the reset button. Today's Yom Kippur, guys, as the day of this recording, disinfecting the place from all the sin of the people over the year. 
and thank going you, back Jesus. to zero. Oh, yes. Thank, you, thank you, Father, for all the resets you have given me. I'll take, that. I'll take that again Just today. Right. Just, we are going to take it today. <laughs> yes, I'll take it. <laughs> We're going to pray over this. Disinfect me. You're right, Lord. <laughs> Reset me. Reset yes, me. Lord. It is called a Shabbat Shabbaton, a day of solemn rest, a Sabbath of Sabbaths, a bit, a bit like the year of Jubilee, seven Sabbath years, when everything goes back to its original owner, back to how it should be. This is God's ultimate goal in sending our Redeemer, Yeshua, to restore us to right relationship yes. with Him. As it was in the perfect Garden of Eden before the fall. It's all about restoration, taking mm-hmm. us back to that place. God's instructions in the Torah in Leviticus 16 and 23 clearly point to the coming Messiah, Yeshua, and how He redeem us all by His blood one day. As God declares throughout the prophet Zechariah, I will remove the iniquity of this land in a single day. God did exactly that, just as he said he would when Jesus died. And I am so grateful that he did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you've never accepted the Lord Jesus as your Savior, today is your reset. Today is your cleansing. Today is your reconciliation to God. You say, Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life. I receive the sacrifice that you made for me. I receive the blood of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to wash me. I ask you to cleanse me. I know that you're the Messiah, and I invite you into my life. I give you all my past. I give you today, and I give you my future. I turn my back on my old life, and I turn to you, Jesus, with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength. I receive your forgiveness right now. Reset me. Right now, refresh me. Right now, clean me and change me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, maybe you say, I'm already. i a Christian already. But I just need a rededication of coming closer and some things have crept in. Lord, I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me. I draw close to you. I thank you for the blood that still flows over my life and in my life in Jesus' name. If you said that prayer or you need prayer for anything else, call our prayer line at 866-241-0579. We have anointed trained prayer warriors to pray for you. 866-241-0579. Hey, go to our website at lueda.org and... uh, Uh, We will be right back in just a moment, but I invite you, when we're done with the radio show, go to our website, lueda.org. There's lots of free resources and preaching and teaching of my TV shows and my radio shows and lots of things also on the uh, website store. And thank you to all that give to us and donate. You enable us to keep preaching the gospel. We love you guys so much, and we're so thankful you join us every week every week in the word and we get to delve in together and receive from God's word the bread of life we'll be right back don't you go anywhere